Welcome to Hatching Faith, where we discuss faith, family, culture, and politics. Each week, you'll hear stories about the ways my faith is being tested, how I respond, and tips for you to grow on your own faith journey. Thanks for listening. Now let's jump into today's topics. Today is definitely a day that I really just want to jump in. I have been struggling with my emotions this past week. With everything going on in the world, um, COVID, with the death of George Floyd, my husband missing our anniversary, there has definitely been just an uptick in the strength of my emotions. Like they have just been truly overpowering me lately. And I really want to talk about taking back control of your emotions because last week I was angry when I found out that, you know, another black man was killed at the hands of the police. I was angry for a moment and that moment was truly fleeting. I was angry for a little and then I just got really sad and I didn't know what to do with my feelings. I tried to put them away. I tried to put them to the side. I tried not to acknowledge them. And I don't think that really works. I believe that a lot of people have found ways to cope with their emotions versus truly dealing with their emotions the right way. And I guess a part of what I want to discuss today is not only taking back your emotions, but also self-care. I want to talk about faith-driven self-care because I think that both of those can go hand in hand. Your spiritual health is the key to the rest of your health. If you are in line with God and if you're walking with him, then everything else will fall into line. Your mental, your emotional, your physical, all of that will fall into line once your spiritual health is where it needs to be. I want to mention the four steps of faith-driven self-care. Step one, I believe, is spending time with God. And spending time with God is more than just praying and reading your word. Spending time with God is being quiet in his presence. Spending time with God is worshiping in his presence. Spending time with God truly is getting in his presence. You have to put yourself in a place where it's welcoming, where it is an atmosphere for you to speak with him, for you to be with him. I also believe that another step is to bring self-care into your prayer time. When you are praying, you do need to put everything before God. You do need to cast your cares on him. And I believe that another step is to surrender to God's will and timing. When you're in that moment of prayer, we should always be praying for God's will in our life. And yes, I I believe when the Bible talks about God giving us the desires of our hearts, I can understand that. But at the same time, God will change the desires of your hearts to meet his will if you're praying for his will. And the last step is to make small steps of obedience and big leaps of faith. To make a small step of obedience, 
I believe it's understanding that when you're spending time with God and you hear that still small voice that speaks to you, that tells you to go here or to do that thing that you're trying to question, just do it. And when it comes down to doing that one thing that's obedient, that takes major faith. One scripture that I want to talk about when it comes to being in control of your emotions is Romans 6, 12 to 14. It says, do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. I think that a lot of times when it comes to the Bible talking about not letting sin control us, I think the first thing we think about is usually sexual immorality or fornication, where it's like, don't let sin control your life. Like, don't do those things. But in this instance, I think that not letting sin control your life can speak to anger or not letting emotions control your life, not letting negative thoughts control your life, not letting jealousy, not letting all these things that are truly not of God, letting them control your life because they are sin. We shouldn't give in to those sinful desires. We have to take back control of our emotions because God gives us freedom. He's allowed us to live under the freedom of his grace. Isaiah 40, 27 to 31. Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I think this is a testament to God understanding our troubles. He sees when we're tired. He sees when we're exhausted. He knows that you're a mother. He knows that you're a wife. He knows that you're a husband. He knows that you're a father. He knows that you are working in ministry. He knows that you're a teacher. He knows that you're a nurse. He knows what you do. He created you. He knows everything about you. So when it comes down to God knowing your troubles, he won't ignore that. He hears you. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. He knows that our bodies grow weak. He knows that we grow weary. But his strength will always work best in our weakness. 1 Peter 5, 7-11 says to give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. 
Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. I didn't want to just read the part about giving your worries and cares to God. I think it's important for us to remember that the enemy really is out here using your emotions against you. He's seeking out to destroy you. But we have to know that in God, we are strong. We have to stand firm against him. When there are thoughts that are coming on you that you know are not of God, you have to rebuke them. You have to pray against those thoughts. I was in the car the other day driving home from work. And in that moment, when I was driving, I kind of went into like a daze where, yes, I was conscious that I was in the car and driving, but at the same time, the thought popped into my head. What if I just don't go home? Like, what if I were to just run away? And obviously I'm not going to run away. Like I have a family that I love and care about, but I knew that when that thought popped into my head, that it wasn't of God that that was fear talking and God didn't give me a spirit of fear. So I had to really take a mental note of why am I afraid? Why do I need to run? When you are running away from something, you're afraid. So in that moment, instead of continuing to have those thoughts, I turned on my worship music even louder because sometimes you have to drown out the devil When he's in your thoughts and he's in your mind, you have to truly seek out God and truly, you can't focus on anything else when you're worshiping God. There's nothing that is going to be on your mind other than how great he is, other than how powerful he is when you're truly in worship. And when I say worship, it's not just throwing on a gospel song and hoping that it changes your mood. No, it's, it's truly belting that song, singing your heart out, pouring your heart out to God, because sometimes you may not have the words, but your tears scream volumes. Your tears, God understands every tear that is falling out of your eye. When you don't have the words to express how you feel, he knows. He knows. Sometimes it's not just praying. Truly, sometimes it is just worshiping. Just worshiping God can change your whole mood. You can wake up and be in a a, a bad place mentally, physically, you're drained, you're tired. And the moment that you get in his presence, the moment that you choose to worship him, the moment that you take your focus off of yourself and put your focus on God is the moment that everything will change. Your mood will change. Your mind will change. Everything will change. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. This is just another example 
of Jesus telling us that we don't have to carry the stresses of this world. We don't have to. When you're feeling burdened, when you're feeling emotions that you know you don't want to be feeling, what do you do with them? Where do you put them? Sometimes we don't know what to do with the emotions that we're feeling, whether it is angry, whether it is sad, whether it is any emotion that you don't want to feel, yet you are continually feeling them. The question is, what do you do? And the Bible says it. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. God wants to give us rest. He wants to take everything that is weighing us down. He wants to trade for his yoke is easy to bear and the burden he gives is light. The last scripture that I want to go over is Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. When it comes to taking back your emotions, when it comes to self-care and the well-being of your spiritual man, it is important to be reminded that the Lord is your shepherd, that he will give you all that you need, that you can rest with him, that he will renew your strength, that he will guide you, he will protect you, he will comfort you. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He will comfort us. He has given us his unfailing love and he will never stop chasing us. God loves us so much. And the Bible truly is a book that is full of life. Whenever you are feeling sad, which I was definitely feeling today, or if you're feeling angry, which I was definitely feeling last week, when you don't know what exactly to do with those emotions, open up your word. Spend time in God's presence. Sing that old hymn that your grandma used to sing because hymns are truly, truly a hidden gem. Like there are some hymns that, that will take you to a place that no, no, none of these new songs can take you. Spend time with God. Bring self-care into your prayer time. Surrender to God's will and timing and make small steps of obedience and big leaps of faith. That is how you take care of yourself. That is how you take care of your spiritual man. That is how you take back control of your emotions. I want to give a little story before I end. Today is my anniversary. And I have been away from my husband for months now. And I woke up not knowing why I was feeling sad. If I'm being honest, I didn't even remember it was my anniversary. 
But throughout the day, I just couldn't shake this feeling. And yes, I was worshiping. Yes, I was praying. Yes, I had read my word, but I couldn't shake the feeling. And I cried. I sat on my lunch break today and I cried because I didn't have the words to express to God the pain that I was feeling being away from my husband on our wedding anniversary for the first time. I got a phone call a couple hours after that from my husband. He only had a minute, but he took the extra time and made an extra effort to call me to say happy anniversary. And I know a lot of people would say, wow, your husband is so great and he's so thoughtful. But when all eyes may be on my husband for that act, I'm looking at God because God heard the cries of my heart earlier today when I didn't have the words. God blessed me with a husband that is so thoughtful. My husband in that moment might have actually been sensitive to the spirit that was telling him, hey, you got to find a way to call your wife today. So whenever you don't have the words to pray, God is listening. He knows your needs. He knows your desires. He knows how you're feeling. That's why he sent Jesus. Jesus came as a man. He felt all the emotions that you feel every day. He felt those things. So he knows. I'm grateful that we have a God that knows us. That just about wraps up today's segment. Thanks for listening to Hatching Faith. Don't forget, no matter what, we adapt, we adjust, and continue the mission. God deserves our very best. He has never failed, and he won't start with you. Stay encouraged and be blessed.